Check, check. Yep. All right. This is the weekend review. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the issues. Talk about the week I just had. I got a special guest coming in who's gonna call in in a little bit. Uh, stay tuned to find out who that's gonna be. But uh, yeah, we're gonna start up the show. I. Uh, you know, I, I generally want to, let's just start to talk about where I'm at right now, I think is the beginning part of this process is to calmly assess what is happening in my current reality as it stands. I am in Stefan's house. I'm in his, uh, I'm in his room, in my room, in his house. I'm at my studio uh, chair with my microphone. I'm looking at my wall full of trinkets and stuff stuff that you know this is one of those things that uh that i learned from stephen pressfield he is the author of the book the war of art which i highly recommend to anybody who has any sort of desire to to move towards any sort of artistic or career endeavor um on their own starting a business making raps uh Anything, anything you want to do that, that seems tough or difficult, that's the book. So yeah, I've got all these trinkets. You know, he sets his space up to allow for the muse to enter. And uh, he refers to the muse as that creative spirit that, that helps write the words or, or flows through you when you're in a, in a flow state or when you're in a focused state of creative expression. And, uh, yeah, so that's where I'm sitting. I got a bunch of trinkets. There's like a, pictures of the tattoo that I have that, that a friend of mine drew out that is now on my arm. I've got an, uh, a newspaper clipping from the Atlanta Constitution from the day that we walked on the moon's surface. Uh, I got some, I got, that's, I really like that one. I've got, uh, I've, you know, I've got my Nintendo controllers and I got pictures of the my high school football team and my Evil Dead poster, which... You know, I have I have looked at and it's, you know, I've had some differing thoughts of, of the years as they've continued because, you know, when I'm filming stuff in, in here and I see it in the background and I look at it and I'm like, how would how would someone look at this, you know, in our current cultural climate of like, it looks like there's some dude choking out a girl, like a half naked girl. And so that's what the poster is. It says the evil dead. There's this girl in lingerie reaching, trying to save herself with like a undead hand choking her out. And uh, I'm like, oh wow, like that's a that's a Me Too movement waiting to happen in my in my room. And uh, you know, it's it's, it's funny. I, I don't know if it's funny, but that's kind of how you know I can. I guess the theme for this week that I'll that I'll start talking about is the idea of perspective. Like, it's it's generally not a good thing for me to have tons of perspective. I need to. The best part about this week, and I'll go ahead and go into it, the best part about this week is the lack of thinking that I've had. Like, it's been, it's been an experience. Like, this week has been sh- the shit um, up until yesterday. Yesterday was fucking tough. But, I, but other than that, this whole week has been the shit because I have not been overthinking hardly anything. And any time I do, I get, I get shut down. Like, I got a new sponsor. I'm working the steps, um, going to meetings regularly, calling people regularly, and it's really helped my mental and emotional state. And uh, yeah, this dude I'm working with, he's like a fucking sensei. He's like, goddamn, I, I can't, like, <laughs> I can't, like, you. I'll sit, I'll sit in front of him and have, you know, I'll try to over-philosophize and over-intellectualize things, and he just cracks me into, into like, uh, you know, it's just like a, that's the best way to describe it. It's like a whip. His energy is kind of just like, what are you talking about? Read this, read that, read this again, read that again. And it's like, it's the weirdest thing. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll say this too, while I'm on the subject of sponsorship, I've had, you know, I've had a, a few sponsors over these last couple of years, which have also coincided with some of the most difficult times, you know, these last couple of years have been difficult. And, uh, it, this is the first time I'm doing this stuff and I feel like it's having an effect in a long ass time, like a long fucking time that actually showing up and like, I'm learning so much about, about, uh, sobriety and, and everything, um, that I never know and just didn't know before. Uh, or for some reason I just, uh, I wasn't interested in it or I was just like, I'm just going to do what I want to do all the time. 
And uh, it's not helpful. It's not helpful when I'm always just doing what I want to do all the time. And uh, yeah, this week has been a testament to that. Uh, Yeah, the goals I set crushed them. Those goals are crushed. I did two hours of music every day, got pumps in on the reg, showed up for work, showed up for meetings, showed up for sponsor stuff. Um, and like I was saying, it's, it's been super helpful because there's been less thinking on my end and more action. Um, Monday, uh, I guess we're in the weekend review part now. We made it here. All right, so Monday, um, I performed for the first time uh, solo. I went downtown to, to a hip-hop live band, uh, and they had just open mic with a live band, and people were doing their music or their songs, and I, and I just I went solo, and I didn't have anything planned or anything prepped. I was just going to freestyle with the band, and uh, it was so cool because I got there, and the scene was like, I love the people that are there. It's like I, I just love their energy, and I like how at this open mic, the guy who runs it, his name is uh, M.D. Stoner. And uh, just t- their taste in music, their taste in artistry, it's enjoyable to be there for the performances alone. So that was like the first thing was like, I like the music they're playing. The DJ's dope. He's playing like, you know, some boom bap hip hop style stuff. It's, it's actually music, you know. And, you know, MD gets up there and he starts off the, the night by singing and rapping. And he sounds just like he sounds just like the next Tupac, like the way his cadence goes. And it's not Tupac, Biggie. He's more like Biggie. Because he's a he's a bigger guy, deeper vocal tone, and he just goes into it, and it sounds really good. But yeah, I was anxious, I was nervous. Uh, you know, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't know what I was gonna say. And I told uh, Stoner, I was like, "Yo, man, uh, how, where do I sign up?" And he was like, uh, "What do you want to do? A song or something?" And I was like, "No, I was just gonna freestyle with the band." And he's like, "Oh, well, you're up next, dude. I can get you on right now." And I was like, "Well, shit, here we go." And, uh, yeah, got up there. Uh, it was so much fun. It was like, it's the first, ex- it, not the first, but it was a nice experience because I felt like there was nothing I had to prove other than to myself, which was just doing it, which is also a theme for this week is just showing up and doing it. And, uh, yeah, I just got up there. A, a chorus came to my mind, a hook that I'd been, that I'd written before, and I just repeated it over and over. And then I just went off and started freestyling. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. It just, um, I don't know how good it sounded. I know next time I'm definitely going to come prepared. Like I'm going to have some sort of song or some sort of idea of what I want to do, but it just felt good to do it, get up there and do it. And I just felt good. It was a great start to the week. And then the rest of the week happened. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, I just made sure to be here in the studio two hours a day working on music. Uh, most of that work was for the next record, the next self will run record. Um, I'm mixing and mastering all the tracks. So that's a lot of just tinkering and like, um, listening back and, and bouncing tracks. And, um, and then also I did some recording. So like there's verses that, that I'm not entirely happy with that I had to re-record and songs that were written so long ago on terrible equipment that I've had to, you know, rearrange essentially to get it to where it sounds where I'm, it's, it's, I'm like a fucking perfectionist. It's like, I, it's gotta be right. You know, like, and I was talking to Pat about this too, is like where I'm at today isn't exactly where these songs are, you know? And so part of it, and I've heard them so many times already. Part of it is like just getting it where the song is where it needs to be for what it's saying and, uh, not over analyzing it, but being okay with what it is, which is, you know, where we were at. Um, but yeah, so that, that's what was most of the work this week. You know, I hit the, um, I didn't think I'd be doing my fourth step this week. That happened randomly as hell. I went and met my sponsor on Wednesday to do just to talk and go through the book. And then all of a sudden I'm on my fucking fourth step and he looked, this is an interesting experience because I'm, I'm, you know, for the longest time I've, I've, I've wanted help. Like I've needed guidance, you know, like. I felt like I've needed guidance. I've been trying to find it. Um, and, and nothing really has, uh, I just haven't really felt like, I haven't really felt any real effect from all the stuff I was trying to do to try to figure out how to get better, you know, mentally. And, um, you know, it, I'm sitting with them 
And this is where it comes into play where it's like, what's the difference between my will and the will of the universe? And what is it, what is it in myself that's constantly wanting to control or needs to, <clears throat> needs to do things its own way? And it's so, it's so, um, it's, it's, I want to use the word subterfuge. I don't know if that's even applicable for this. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's very subterfuge <laughs> in my brain. Like, I don't notice that it's there, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it is trying to work things in my way, you know, uh, it's diabolical to an extent. And so I'm sitting with him. I'm finally feeling the effects of the work that I'm doing in the program. I'm finally feeling like my days are going well and they're not about me. And I'm not thinking it's like every, I'm like so grateful to be engaged learning with this dude who knows so much and who's helping me feel better than I have in, in months and months. And I'm sitting there with him. He puts me on the fourth step, goes through the book, shows me how to do it, has me write everything out. You know, we do some examples, you know, and, and, and we finish and he's like, okay, now I want you to go home and get started. Like a direct order. He says, I want you to go home and get started. And uh, I look at him, I look at my backpack and I go, <laughs> and I hear, I, I go, I was thinking about going to the gym uh, right after this. Uh, and he's staring at me like he always stares at me, kind of like, what is he going to say now? Like, there's nothing to talk about. I'm, I'm, I'm showing him what to do. And I'm like, oh, do, you think, do you think I could go get a pump in, go to the gym and then, and then, and then do this? And he looks at me and he's just, you know, that wide-eyed kind of like, you do whatever you want, you know? <laughs> he's like, you do whatever you want. <laughs> And I just was like, oh my God, I'm such a fucking asshole. Like, uh, I'm going to go home and do the fourth step. You know, like I was like, well, I can't believe I, I was actually considering doing what I wanted to do. You know, like, well, it's hard. To, I don't want to say it in that tone, but like, I couldn't believe that I, this person's here helping me. I'm feeling better. Things are finally seeming to work out and I'm starting to feel better on a daily basis and I'm still trying to do things my own way. I'm still trying to weasel my way into whatever I think I need to do. And um, yeah, it was just a, it was a, it was a testament. And that, it, it gave me a lot to talk about um, the next day because it was, it blew my mind. It was like, maybe all this time I've thought I've wanted help or I, I've been trying to get it when, when deep down I just wasn't ready. Um, and that's, that's just what it feels like. It just feels like I maybe I just wasn't ready, you know. And uh, the way I was trying to finagle my way into a, into a workout session rather than do the work, just kind of is a testament to that. I'll do anything I can, uh, you know, to try and save myself essentially, or try to heal or fix myself. And it has not worked, and I don't expect it to work, and moving forward. So that was a huge moment of learning this week was, was realizing I've got to constantly, it's like my, I'm like a Buddhist monk or some shit. I'm like, there's mantra in my mind constantly where it's let go, surrender the will of the universe, not mine. Let the universe will do what it wants. I, and I'm still have a weird time saying God, I'm doing it in my mind a lot. I'm saying God a lot. I'm doing the prayers and the inventories and all that stuff, but I'm still, I don't know what the issue is. I don't know why I don't like publicly saying the word God or prayer. It's still an issue. So anyway, I'm, but I am doing it in my head. I'm saying thy will be done. I'm saying that constantly. And if I'm not on the phone talking to someone, or I'm not engaged in doing something. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, this is new for me too. This is so fucking, I guess we're here. I guess we're here talking about this now. Uh, it feels weird to talk about. I'm trying to, because th it's like, I feel like it's self-serving in some way, but I'm really just trying to, I'm trying to check in on other people and see how they're doing like throughout the day it seems to be a, a very effective measure to combat my own self-induced um, it's a self-induced being there is real no freedom when I'm trapped in my own mind it's just me, me, me so it's been really helpful to just think of other people just to roll a Rolodex through my mind when I'm not doing anything and just start calling people. It's just been super helpful. Um, 
it's one of the one of the things that I guess I've been guided or I've been told to do, and I, it feels I don't know. I just feel like I for the first time in a while I have permission to be fucking fresh to be a goddamn newcomer it's like i feel i've got that permission now and i don't know don't know how to quite explain it uh other than just to say that like i want to remain in that space huh man we've been going now it's 15 minutes in i gotta send a text to this guy i told him to call in when he's ready so we're basically at thursday i think in my week in review and you know yeah, it was the, the week the week went well. Uh, I can't remember much of uh, of the rest. It's kind of a blur. It was mostly just work, music, recovery stuff. And then Saturday hit. That was yesterday and Saturday was tough. Like man, I just uh I was all up in my head all day and it it made it very difficult um you know, I just I went and saw my nieces play basketball Saturday morning, which was awesome. I was with my family. We went out to lunch, but then I went home and I just didn't have any plans for the day. I knew I was going to a meeting at night, but, you know, I guess I'm in that space where it's tough to be alone. It's tough to be with my thoughts right now. Um, Or I'm just, or it could just very well be like I'm in the middle of this. I haven't shared this fourth step, but I've got it done. By the way, that's what I was going to do. This is fun. I was going to share one of the, explain a little bit what a fourth step is, but it's essentially you, you write out what, what I'm doing right now is I'm told to write out all my resentments and a resentment is basically something that grind your, grinds your gears, like something you're angry about or something that you've, or, or a person or a principle or, or a thing or an organization or an ideology that when you, when you hear it, it makes you angry or upset. And I've got, you know. I guess I've been told in the past, I guess this is me trying to explain myself, but I've been told in the past that the, uh, the resentments, uh, like doing the four step, it can be a bit of a burden because you've dug into your, you know, you've dug into some parts of yourself or some, you've explored some things that cause you to feel kind of raw or vulnerable. And uh, that's what it felt like when I was doing it a little bit. And I guess maybe part of the reason I've been, you know, feeling the way I've been feeling is I haven't shared it yet. I've just been kind of been looking at it or knowing that it's there. But, um, yeah, hopefully I'll get to get, get to share some of this. I'm going to share one, one for you guys, just to give an example. (laughs) So you basically write out like, who's the resentment or what is the resentment towards you write out? Why are you resentful? Uh, and then you write out, how does it affect you? You know, what does it affect and then you write your part. And this is different too. I've always thought that when you write your part of the resentment, you actually had to write that out. I was, I was told to just, it's between four things. It's either selfish, self-sinking, frightened, or one other one here. What does the other one say? Self-seeking, selfish, frightened, or... I don't even think I ever used the other one. Um, anyway, there's another one. But that's what you do. <clears throat> so I'll give an example of one. I'm going to go ahead and text my buddy to call in now so we can we can move into that segment. I have no idea how that's going to go. I, just, I met him, <laughs> literally met him last night. And uh, we were just talking about weird shit. We were talking about uh, apparently that, well, it's been confirmed, but the Easter Island, the statues on Easter Island, those those Moa statues that are from Super Mario Land, you know, those floating heads on the ground. Apparently, there's bodies underneath them. Not human bodies, but like the statue itself has a body buried beneath the surface. And he was showing me about that. And that was cool. And we were talking about the Illuminati and anarchy and all sorts of conspiracy theories and government stuff. And he, he was down to, you know, he was just he was he's he, he listened to last week's episode. And he was like, I want to you know, I'm down to do the show, dude. And I was like, all right, well, let's just have you call in, man. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what we're going to talk about, uh, but I'm going to have him call in. That'll be in just a second. But, uh, yeah, here's the, here's an example of a resentment. And this one came up yesterday and I, and as they're coming up before I, you know, I'm just writing them down cause I know I'm going to share all this shit, but so the resentment is towards people that, oh shit, he's calling right now. All right, hold on. Let me get him on here. Yo, Mike. What's up, man? All right. I'm re- I'm actually reading. I was explaining one of the resentments on my fourth step. Yeah, I'm gonna read it real quick. You wanna you wanna hear it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and I already gave your introduction actually, so 
people oh, no. people well i mean they just know how we met like i said i said basically we met last night okay word. talking about illuminati and uh easter <laughs> island shit all right go ahead let's hear it all right this one this one came up yesterday it's 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 people that use emojis color-coded to their race ethnicity or skin color <laughs> <laughs> and uh I'm resentful because people are separating their personality via skin color slash identity. I'm angry because it shouldn't matter what skin color or ethnicity we are, and it feels extra as fuck. So yeah, a little bit. I get that. And I don't it, think it bugs me out at all, but yeah, I get it. And uh, I always actually like my roommate. I, we, we, that's how we talk most of the time because we're both so busy at work. And, um, he always sends me like the, uh, like the fist emoji, but it's the only emoji he uses that's black. <laughs> like, yeah. like, kind of like the black power, or black Panther, whatever that is. Uh-huh. And, uh, he's, he's a trip, man. Wait, is he a white guy? Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that works. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I, and it's one of those things where it's like, when you read through these resentments, you know, I basically explain, I was explaining what the fourth step is, but, uh, you write where it affects you. Like, how does it affect me? Like it affects my pride, my personal relations. And then where is it, where am I wrong in the, in the situation is selfishly, I think people should behave the way I want them to behave, or I think that they should believe the way I believe. Yeah, I get it, man. It's just like, uh, I don't know, man. For me, I don't really, I haven't even thought about that. What, the, the emoji color? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've, I've used the, uh, the, like, the, the black fist, but, like, because it's fucking hilarious. But, like, other than that, like, I've never thought about it. Huh. I'm going to have to blame, I'm going to have to. Maybe you're just nuts. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to blame my own craziness. <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm glad you called, dude. This is the, this is a new segment of the show where where we just talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. That's awesome, dude. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you asked me to do it. Yeah, man. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Never been in part of something like this, and it's pretty cool to uh, to be able to call in and I guess um, even to have an opinion that's valued in any way. Dude, that's something I learned about this week. I was reading this uh, this article this dude wrote or this book he's writing, and it talks about how to help people. That was the category that he wrote. And he wrote three things on the category. The first one, and I'm not going to really explain each one, but the first one was get famous. The second one was <laughs> <laughs> get rich. And then the third one was have strong opinions. I mean... Like, in a really cynical way, he's dead on. <laughs> like, he's dead on. Yeah, the, the, the first two make sense because the more social equity you have or the more financial equity you have, the more helpful you can be for other people. The, and then the third one, he was basically saying strong opinions are good because it helps people who haven't decided what their opinion is. And it helps people who have decided really reinforce their own yeah so yeah, i don't know man I, i'm like i remember we talked the other night um and we talked for like a quick second about uh jordan peterson and and like with that guy i don't know i disagree with him on some stuff but the way that guy kind of like breaks down his thought process and like presents information is like it's really difficult to not respect it yeah i think and yeah go ahead like the 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 big thing that like kind of where i wasn't decided and i um and he kind of like made up my mind for me was like where he was talking about like ideologies and it's like what ideology do i identify with like do i, do I feel this way about things or that way about things or is it a mix of these or that and, and his point was that like uh ideologies especially political ideologies 
are, are poison, and you don't need one. Mm. Like, and, like, I, I thought that was pretty cool. At least that's what I took from it. He could have meant something totally different. I'm a little bit, uh, you know, burned out over the years, but and that's that, what I took from it. And, and I was like, wow, man, like, why lean one way or another when you could just remain open-minded and do it kind of case by case? Totally. It feels like, it seems like Jordan Peterson has evolved into really trying to um, bring people's individuality to to the forefront of their lives. Like, yeah. to take personal <clears throat> personal initiative towards realizing their own, you know, their own... Um, humanity or beingness like their potential is what he's really interested in how do i help people realize their potential yeah i mean that kind of stuff is like a, a little bit split for me like i can go like i can feel really strongly in both sides of that you know what i mean like there's times well because for me at least dude my opinion is always changing and i have a lot of beliefs that are like that somewhat like contradict each other mm-hmm. um I can't remember who told it to me when I was really young, but somebody told me a long, long time ago that if you can't argue two sides of something, you don't deserve an opinion on it. Oh, and wow. Like, I thought that was like one of the most like insane <laughs> things I've ever heard. <laughs> and then like, and it kind of helps you to like empathize, but when it comes to like person's individuality and things of that nature, like there's a one part of me that feels like you're just kind of like an ant in the ant hill. And then on the other end of the spectrum, like you can be like this super individual person and you need to like take care of your individuality and you, and like, um, nurture that, like nurture that concept in your own mind of like being your own person and all that. But then, and then I can fly right back into like, yeah, all the same, like the people who think they're individuals are just a archetype of the absolute opposite <laughs> right right that's just the group of people who think they're unique and that's what that's what <laughs> that's kind of what i was talking about earlier like the trip of this week for me has been that the less i focus on my individuality the more opportunity it's able to show up in in yeah. relation with other people that like to let my individuality express itself when I'm not thinking about it. Like just to, like you were saying earlier on the phone to just let go. Yeah. Like we're in this cobweb of collective expression in the form of human or consciousness, you know, and we are going to be ourselves, you know, when we, when we show up with people, it's not like, it's not like I can just, you know, it's just something that I got to actually kind of take the focus off of. And just trust that it's there. Yeah, man. For me, like, I don't know. I can get, I can get like super, like way too, like macro sometimes. And like, what's the giant grand scheme of things? And like, how is this going to pay off what I owe to the grid? You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and uh, man, what, like what we were talking about earlier, like I, like I told you, you know, I've been, I've got a lot going on uh, with my job. Um, they're, they're asking quite a bit of me and I'm a little nervous and there's always that part of me that's like always going to think like, there's no fucking way I'm qualified to do any of this. Um, even though there's certifications in my name and things like that. And and there's always a a little bit of self doubt. Hmm. Um, and, uh, like, like, you know, I was telling you with the experience I had earlier, um, it everything just kind of reminded me to just like shed all of that. And it really can be like a choice if you want it to be. Mm. And like being tied down by those types of feelings is, is most certainly a choice. Uh, at least, at least in the way I perceive it. I don't know, man, there's always some bit of me that can like just turn those things off, take a deep breath and like remind myself, you know, that's kind of dumb. You know what I mean? To be like doubting yourself all the time. Right, and right. Like, and I can tell myself, like, you know, that's kind of a bitch move to just think you suck all the time. Because I go there sometimes. I mean, I I do very well for myself and, and, and don't have too much evidence, uh, you know, in the past few years that, like, I'm not qualified to do what I do or 
uh, not smart enough or, you know, in, in any sense, not good enough for whatever is in, in front of me. Um, but I still go there, which is, which is wild. I don't know if that's something that's entrained in childhood or. Bro, that or, brings us. I know some people that don't, most certainly aren't qualified to do much of anything and, and they just think the world of themselves. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that, that brings us full circle to what I was talking about when I started the show, which was Stephen Pressfield's book, The War of Art, and what his kind of philosophy is, is that that voice in your head, that thing you're describing, the self-depreciating, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be smart enough or qualified enough to do what, I, what it is I'm doing, he, call, he calls that uh, resistance or like your shadow self, and like we all have that, we have that self-doubt and the and the fear and and that's what's trying to it's it's basically it's a natural part of us that 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 shows up and like the idea is to recognize it as this entity is like it's not it doesn't define me and i have a choice to either listen to that voice or recognize it as something that's trying to prevent me from from being my for being from being better from being the best version i could be like uh, I, I'm a big believer in just like the the goal is to bring it just bring it to awareness and and for me it's helpful to like talk about it with people because they it absolves me of it to an extent but it also feels like it's a it's a it's a, a compass point too as it's kind of says okay if I feel this way about this thing maybe it's something I should be exploring as well yeah yeah for sure man I get. I don't know. I get in my head about stuff sometimes. And a lot of the times, like more times than not, it's absolutely ridiculous for me to feel the way I do. And it's almost like, like there's this old pocket of like, just, I don't know, like an old, a stash of like teen angst. <laughs> that just, that's like leaking into my system. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bro, I've got a, and, I've and got a sad boy, dude. I'm like, oh shit, the world is on fire and, and it's just not like it never is. No. Yeah. And when I talk about it, that's the big thing about like it's so fucked up that like in society nowadays, like nobody wants to hear each other's problems and nobody wants to, you know, get to know someone on on a level deep enough to like understand what they're going through. And it's almost kind of frowned upon. I mean, there's obviously there's like some people who feel completely opposite. Like for me, like. I don't know if, uh, if the, uh, you know, all, who all of your audience is, but like for me, like when I got, uh, sober, I had a lot of trouble at first kind of like identifying the way I felt and, and like, you know, being able to like sack up and acknowledge it with another man mm. and, uh, trust in that person not to like use that information, um, for some kind of like, they're, they're coming that teen angst again where it's like, oh, this is like somebody's like scheming against me and and you don't want to let them know what's going on with you because like being able to talk about some of my problems in some cases has completely eradicated the problem altogether. Mm. I, I have a good friend named Dan. I think you would like Dan a lot. He's a... Uh, I mean, we could not come from more different backgrounds, but, like, for some reason, like, I just relate to this guy, like, on an insane level. Um, and he's, like, one of the people I call every time I have, like, some sort of experience or or if I'm going through, like, problems with, uh, with work or relationships or whatever it may be. He's, like, one guy that I always call. Like, I mean... He's always got something good to say and from a perspective that normally I'm not capable of coming up with on my own. Hmm. What do you what do you think it is about him that makes you feel comfortable calling him? Um, I have no idea. Um, when I when I so you know, just to kinda clarify with whoever your audience may be, like I uh I got, uh, I had a massive problem with, uh, heroin and crystal meth when I was younger. Um, I got sober at the end of 2016 and the way that I went about doing that was I checked myself into like a sober living environment. Like, um, 
it, it was absolutely necessary for me. I'd been doing using drugs and alcohol, you know, throughout my childhood and adolescence, and like really, like I didn't really understand like what living like a productive and like safe and healthy life looked like at all. Um, I didn't have a bank account. Like I, I used to cash all my checks and like stuff it in my socks like an idiot. <laughs> and, uh, and, and um, this guy was like a, um, a client at the place I lived at, but he had a lot, a lot of time. So he had like a year when I met him, maybe more. And um, he, uh, I don't know. It was something weird about him. Like he's, he's just a very calm demeanor. And it was like, Maybe it had to do with the fact that, like, no matter how angry and pissed off I was at the world, at the time at least, he just had some good stuff to say. And, like, he was, like, he, like, seemed actually genuinely interested in helping me solve a problem. Hmm. So at the time, like, he was a huge role model, and, and I looked up to him a lot. And, like, wow, it really kind of sounds like I'm totally sucking his dick right now, but, like... <laughs> He's just a good dude, you know, and he's been, he's been like a good friend and like friendships, like in relationships like that aren't something that I was used to. Yeah. It was like, it was alien to me. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had the same experience. There's been so many different people that have, that I've, that have helped me just by, you know, I, I could, the, the weirdest part for me was like the, um, the altruistic way at which people do it that that like they're like I, I it's it's weird for me when when somebody's like helping me through a problem and then at the end they go when I say thank you they go you don't know how much you're thank like you're helping me that that yeah. always trips me out because I don't know what to say back to that I'm like well thank you for for <laughs> well, helping dude, still me still to this day dude, I'm you're welcome with compliments yeah um, I've got a pretty good friend of mine who uh you know, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's just part of her personality, but she's always very complimentary. Um, and she says, I just stare at her. Like, <laughs> like, like, well, like, I really appreciate you doing this or doing that. Or, you know, I appreciate the way you do some, this thing in your life. And I'm just looking at her like with this weird, like smile. That's like, kind of like, like a white dude smile. You know, like, <laughs> they, like folks say like people look at you in the grocery store. And like, and I'm like looking at her like that, like yeah, and like just <laughs> nodding, and I have nothing to say. It's super awkward and and off putting. <laughs> uh-huh. That's me, man. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I didn't know how to how to internalize compliments for the longest time. <laughs> like I, I I'm the I'm weird about it. Like I don't want to be told that I'm good. Um, just the same way I wouldn't want to be told that. I, well, I feel like any negative opinion or positive opinion about me is uh neither of them really they don't mean anything you know like they're just opinions um but at the same time i always lean and i guess this is just part of my i guess my i don't know my issues is i always want more negative like i feel like i feel like that uh compliments don't really serve me in any way but you know critical or just like uh, observational things about how I am or what I'm doing, I, I can work with that. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of get where you're coming from. Yeah. I'm not sure, man. I, I have... When it comes to, like, valuing other people's opinions, I'm not really sure what what makes me value one person's opinion over the other. Like, somebody could just look at me the wrong way, and I'm like, well, fuck that person's opinion forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, then it won't matter at all. But then somebody could come around and not do anything. I mean, really, I mean, this is going to sound super shallow and super petty, but fuck it, might as well be honest about it. Like... I will value an attractive woman's opinion, <laughs> like, for literally no reason. Yeah. She could be the biggest idiot on the face of the earth. And at least until I kind of get to know the person, like, that, 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 whatever, that, that chick thinks, like, totally matters for some reason. Mm. It's just, like, this stupid human in me. Um, <laughs> no, I can relate to that, dude. Yeah, it's speaking, I guess if we're getting honest, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, 
yeah, I've got like I've got a weird resentment towards attractive women, like women that I'm attracted to. Like it makes me angry that they matter more to me than than anyone else. You know, it's like I, 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 I'm laughing because I like get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I have, I'm powerless. You know, like they have power over me. You know, like I'm like I I, I act weird. I shell up. I get anxious how they whether they look at me a lot or, or it's like stuff matters that shouldn't matter you know <laughs> it's like some weird type of like fucked up peacocking yeah kind of dude it's, yeah. The, it's the introverts peacock like I, i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> like how does an introvert peacock but yeah i get what you're saying i totally understand it yeah and like you're going through like these mental gymnastics of like what's some the most subtle thing i can do Oh man, dude, it's it's an issue, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's a dude. Whole problem, man. It's it's like I have to avoid the area she's sitting in because I'll look over there and eye contact will happen. I'll be like, "Fuck, that's too much attention." You know, like it's not good. Dude, I had this girl. There was this girl I knew like right when I first got sober, and it was like the funniest thing, and I laugh about it all the time. And like every now and then, I'll have like guys like in the program who like come to me with stuff, and and and. You know, like half the time it's about some some girl, and mm. um, and I always like if it's if it relates, I always tell them this story. It's like there was this girl, um, and uh, like I, I don't know, like when I got sober, like the first thing I did was like just shave my whole head and my beard and everything, and like so eventually I'm getting to like around ninety days and my beard's like coming in real nice, and and this girl comes up to me and she goes. And she's, this, dude, this girl was like a 12, <laughs> 12 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And she comes up to me after a meeting and was like, oh my God, like you look so cute with a beard. And I literally stuttered. Like I started stuttering <laughs> and was like, oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Like I grew it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I sounded like the biggest asshole on earth for a minute. And then I just like, got, I don't know why, but like, it like threw me for such a loop that like I called my sponsor over it. Like I called another guy to be like, "What the fuck am I retarded or something?" Uh-huh. And uh, and he was just like, "Yeah, you are. Like <laughs> you're you're still learning how to like be in social situations, you know, without the use of like hard drugs and alcohol." Huh. And uh, it was just it's just a funny story. Like I don't even know the girl no more. Like didn't affect me at all. But like. With for like a millisecond, the it was the fucking Armageddon, man. Like it was, it was the end. <laughs> so what? So what do you think? How would how would you handle that? Like, cause I could relate to that on so many. Dude, I'm I would so- do my awkward smile and be like, "Yeah, thanks." Like, I mean, if I don't know her well enough, I'd say thanks and try to be as like normal as I could. But like, really, like truth be told, I can't fucking take a compliment to this day. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like without looking like a weirdo. Like, yeah, because it's like you don't want to just be like, "Thanks, I like your hair. I like your hair." Yeah, you don't want to like. <laughs> no, you hang up first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, this girl was so hot at the time that was like, she's like, "Oh my god, you look so good with a beard," and I'm like, "I do." <laughs> just owning it. Yeah. And I did it like, myself. No, like I do, as in like we're 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 married now. Like, oh you, shit. You compliment me one more time and we go together. Like Oh like, yeah, for real. Like totally smitten. Um, but yeah, man, it was like weird. It was just like super awkward right when I got here and right when I you know, I wouldn't have met any of you guys if I wouldn't have moved out here and done my thing and like um Yeah, man, I just had to learn I had to like relearn everything. I had to like find hobbies and and like like relearn like what kind of music I like to listen to and like for some reason like somebody in my background like one thing that really kind of took me by surprise is like I could not watch any shows most shows or movies that have to do with like drugs I hate them I can't stand watching them it's not like it disgusts me or makes me want to use but it's just like not interesting yeah just kind of like been there done that yeah, it's I, I I feel the I feel the same way. And honestly, like it's evolved now. Like, cause I used to work at Ridgeview and stuff. I used to be really curious. In fact, like trying to understand the psychology of all this shit. And now it's like I can't watch movies about 
or or read things or listen to things about family members going through with with addicts and stuff just like the whole you know i guess honestly just like i'm just not into recovery stuff anymore it's like i live it so much and i and the addict stuff too it's like i've I've done I've done seen and lived train spotting and requiem for a dream like <laughs> like that's I know what that feels like on an internal external like a an intrinsic level it's there's yeah. nothing there for me anymore. Yeah man I uh the one I had a really funny experience like I had probably like a year and a half maybe get pulling up on 2 years sober at the time and I was watching um what was on? It was Intervention. Mm. So for some reason, the name escaped me for a second. Um, but I was watching Intervention, and like this, this is a show completely designed to show you how shitty the life of a drug addict is. You know? Oh yeah. Like, and and this guy, this guy starts. He starts. Uh, he starts using like some ice, like crystal meth. And my first thought was like, damn, that lucky bastard. <laughs> and like. And then, like, but then I, like, look around his room, like, he's in his bedroom, and, and you're, like, looking around his room, and there's, like, bottles of piss everywhere, and, like, it's, like, <laughs> and, like, this dude's life is just in shambles, and I'm, and I'm sitting here, like, jealous. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, like, wow, that looks awesome. It was, like, tunnel vision, right to the, right to this dude's, like, ice pipe, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was bizarre, man, and, and, and I couldn't help but laugh about it, but I was, like, yeah, I think I'm fucking done with intervention. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I found out a, fr- a friend of mine though who I know was on intervention like was featured like had I'm had pretty a... sure I know the guy you're talking about I think I met him one time all right yeah so you yeah probably know the same the same guy and I, and he's cool as shit like I enjoy his company I've, I've driven with him we've hung out but I have no desire like you would think you'd want to watch your friend on a show you know no not at <laughs> I all i have no desire to look that shit up i don't want to you know like i like the the dude i know today you know absolutely yeah i get it man yeah i don't know every now and then i'll, I'll meet a friend and and uh just by their personality i'll it would like the thought comes into my head like wow we would have hit it off if we were getting high together oh yeah dude like we would have been in trouble man <laughs> yeah but, dude you know, I try not to think too much about that stuff, but I think a healthy sense of humor about, like, how fucked up everything was is super, super beneficial to, like, making sure you're, you're continuing to, like, grow and progress. And I'm, I, I, have, I have a horrible sense of humor, and, like, you know, a lot of the times, like, I've, I've said stuff in meetings before. Like, I, I share a good bit in meetings, especially at, like, the groups that I'm known for going to. Um you know, and I and I share what I really feel like, and and occasionally I've 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 said a thing or two, and somebody will say like, "Hey, that was fucked up. Like you shouldn't have said that." But like, I try to have a good sense of humor about it, because like, damn man, like you go you go through enough stuff, um, like in an active addiction setting, to where, like, you really gotta lighten up, man. Like my 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 place was like I I took everything so seriously, and anyone that knows me now and didn't know me before might hear that and be like, yeah, right. Because like nowadays, like there's very little I take super seriously. Mm. And, um, but like, that's the reason I don't take much seriously now is because like, man, I spent my whole life deadly serious trying to get money and, and like chasing this high. And like, what's the point, man? Like learn to laugh about some of this sick shit. Yeah. Dude. And, that, and that, man, that carried me, man. There's times where, it was like the only thing that, that had snapped me out of like a horrible headspace was like a fucked up joke about like how dumb I, how dumb I am. <laughs> like, 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 it's like, like, like I have friends who will just like say some, you know, honestly kind of mean shit and it, and it cheers me up, man. I'm like, wow, man, I actually appreciate you calling me an idiot for a second there because it just completely will take me out of the headspace of like, Oh, poor me. Yeah, and then you get to laugh at yourself for, for for being the host of the pity party. Man, it's so it's so interesting. Like I I feel the same way. Like at meetings and with people and just laughing and having fun. It's so hard for me to do that on my own though. For some reason, that like yeah, uh, I know my mother definitely does not appreciate addict humor. Yeah, no, because um, no. it was all 
seriousness for her because man i put i put my family through it man and and my mother um like most guys like is like life my mom is life and like whatever i can do to like make sure my mom is good like i will and and man she does not appreciate our humor no and like like the stuff addicts are able to laugh about like i've been in meetings where guy or a guy talked about how like uh, like his fourth attempt to kill himself and he's still realized that he can't do anything right. Everybody's laughing. <laughs> dude, it's so fucking true, dude. Like I'm a failure, can't even off myself. And like, <laughs> and like some people wouldn't find that funny. I find it hilarious because I've been there, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I try not to take anything too seriously, man, because like really I don't think life takes me very seriously. No, no. So, so I try to I try to stay loose with it, man. Man, dude, this was good. Yeah, it wasn't bad, man. I wasn't really sure what we were gonna talk about. Like, there's really when 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 someone like me and you get together, like I don't know, I feel like the conversation can go almost anywhere. Yeah, dude, it went. It didn't. It wasn't what I was expecting. I, I didn't. I thought we were gonna talk about the Illuminati and anarchy, dude. <laughs> I mean, there's always time, dude. You know, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm still crazy. Uh huh. And that's my jam. Hell yeah. Uh, dude. You know, I love talking about, uh, you know, the government and 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 the stuff they're doing. Yeah. Or, or their stuff they're allegedly not doing. Dude, I gotta get you on with my buddy Chase, dude. He's fucking. He he's all over it too. I'd love to just hear you two. I'd love to just hear you two <laughs> go at it, man. I'm down, man. Like. I'm pretty much in for whatever except the lizard people, man. Like, <laughs> like everything but the lizard people, I'm I'm pretty much in there. Like, <laughs> what about the Sasquatch? I, I, I drink the Kool-Aid, dude. What about the Sasquatch? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say that's necessarily like a conspiracy, but I have heard. Um, I have heard like this guy. Like, I, I used to, man. I so it's gonna get kind of raunchy here, but like I used to do ice and fucking watch YouTube, like till until like. For like two or three days straight, my phone wouldn't come off the charger. I would just be watching YouTube. And uh, I watched this guy, and he was talking about like like flat-footed hominid like apes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is what like nowadays we would call Bigfoot. And he's like, and it's kind of like how like when you listen to these fucking flat earth retards, and they're talking, and they sound good. You know what I mean? Like they sound yeah. really, really good. Oh, yeah. And then you, like, like fact check them for, like, nine seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, everything they've been talking about just crumbles, like, yeah. under the weight of, like, actual science. And, <laughs> and it's so funny because, like, this guy had me going, man. This guy had me going so hard. I was, like, definitely Bigfoot, dude. Like, you know, like, Bigfoot is just an evolved version of, like, the Neanderthal and, and, uh, and like you know, forty five percent of the planet hasn't been discovered on foot, and like, and uh, I'm just going in, dude. And I was like drinking the Bigfoot Kool Aid, dude. And, and and then I felt like an idiot. And stopped. <laughs> yeah, dude. I wa- I was uh, I was heavy, and I was I was watching the video. I got into a YouTube K hole where the the best piece of <laughs> video <K-hole>. we had. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I just kept watching. I love it, man. I'm down with it. Yeah, and I just I, I I'm always interested in weird. I like shit that makes me feel uncomfortable or uncertain about what I actually know. Like when thing when the thread goes, you know, because it's fucking crazy to live and be a human on a planet that's floating around a sun anyway. Like, and there's a limit to what we're capable of really understanding. Yeah. So yeah. so whenever I and I also realize like how you know, how shifty our brains are and our perspective is and our memories are. And it's like, you can go to a court case. That's another thing too. I love a a good courtroom yarn because even today with evidence, with certain things, you can shift a narrative to make a person seem innocent or guilty. And they, and they either get locked up for years for no reason, or they get free when they did it. Like (laughs) that's still fascinating that we don't have a system of law or legislature in the courtroom to actually be accurate. Well, it's a giant sales pitch when it comes to that, man. Swaying a jury and 
you know, um, the way evidence is presented, it's just a sales pitch, man, that most of life is. And it's so interesting because when confronted with so much information, which is a great representation to our culture right now, like you, we have so much information. If you're a juror on a jury stand, you're getting so much information over a long period of time. There's no way for you to actually retain or remember the true from the false. Like you're just overwhelmed. Like especially if you're like dedicating your – your energy and your mental capacity to doing that. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like once I sit down, like for me, it was like, I remember there was this, I have to relate most stuff to either sobriety or work. Cause it's all I got going on right now. Mm-hmm. But like I was, uh, I was going to this class to get a, um, what's called like a blue start blue card certification for like job site erosion control, um, for like the environmental protection agency. And, I, uh, this guy, I was like, I'm going to learn all this shit. Like, I'm going to kill it. Um, and I have one of the most wicked cases of a adult ADD, uh, that I'm aware of. And, <laughs> and I have the worst trouble, like paying attention to anything. Um, this, my, one of my best friends, this guy I live with, his name is Charles. He calls me the Batman. Cause like, we'll be in the middle of like watching a show or a movie. And I just think of whatever I forgot and get up and walk off. And, uh, and he made clowns on me for it so bad. He'll hit me up and say, oh, what did you, uh, did you see the bat signal or something? What's going on? <laughs> but, uh, but like for me with this, with this class I took, it was about nine hours straight. And, um, we just sat in this guy's basement. This guy was like certified to do it out of his house. And he taught this class and, uh, Dude, the whole entire class, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm fucking failing this test. Like, I know there's a test at the end of this, and I'm going to bomb it. And, like, the whole time, I'm doing my best to focus, but I can't, man. And I, I ended up passing it um, pretty well, actually. I, I, I got a better score than this one guy who was, like, a like an engineer. Hmm. Um, but, like, the whole time, I was freaking out, man, like, because I, I made an effort to dedicate myself to getting that done but like for me i honestly believe that like i do my best work when i'm just winging it mm. and uh and not stressing about it so much like I, it's like for me like my experience at least for the last couple of years has shown me that like the things that make the most sense as a way to go about and approach a um, a situation or a problem are not always the best method or route to take and it seems like uh it seems like that's like still remaining true you know i can't give too many in-depth explanations because uh you know it's hard for me to stay on a topic for too long but no i mean that's uh, the that's kind of been the theme of this show like last week was all about (laughs) discipline and this week has just been about like fucking brain dumping really of just like you know what is actually going on you know because because I feel the same way as you, man. I feel the I feel the best uh, when I'm fluid in the moment, not thinking, letting things happen. You know, it's it's when I try to to put extra effort in or extra energy in things that that I feel I'm ADD as fuck too, dude. Like I just it's just tough. It's real tough for me. Um, and, and then my control issues start to play out. Then my self worth starts to play out, and it's just. So, like, I'm trying to figure this out for me, like, how to best work as me or how to best live as me. And so it's like, can I be disciplined while still maintaining that level of fluidity of, like, let's see what happens, you know? Yeah. With, when, with my job, man, it's kind of – I got a little bit of, like, wiggle room with, like – like, it doesn't have to – everything doesn't have to be done perfect. And regardless of how much I think it does and, like – for me, man, what helps me kind of like stay centered, I say centered as if I'm like super chi or something, man, but like, uh, like kind of just keeps me uh, kind of balanced mentally to where I'm not like too far one down one rabbit hole or the other is like my biggest thing is like I've got two objectives on earth as a guy. And one of them is to have a good time. And the other one is to help someone else when I can. Hmm. So if, if I'm having a good time, then I should be available to help someone else enjoy their time here too. 
and mm. and, th- and that makes it pretty simple for me because I can I can I can blanket that concept over over like almost anything. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I came up with that when I was like around six months, nine months or something, and you know, every now and then you'll come up with like your own air quotes original thought. Yeah, that like kind of helps you kind of deal, and that was mine. And it makes sense because, like, if you're having a good time, it's helpful for I just help. It's helpful. Like, the better you feel, the better you're equipped to help other people feel good or just be present for them. Yeah. Wow. Well, dude, that's a great. I think that's a great way to end it, dude. To 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 end it right there, man. Like, that's that's it. Have a good time and help someone else. <laughs> well, man, I appreciate you. Uh... Asking me to call in, dude. Uh, every time we've ever hung out, it's always been a pretty awesome conversation. So, yeah, man, I appreciate you you coming on the show, dude. What's what's your what's your stance on anonymity? 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 <laughs> yeah, what's your stance uh, on? Oh man, well, first off, I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, secondly, I, what you mean, like winning some things like that? No, I was just thinking about in terms of sharing this episode. I like I, n- I never want to oh, tag people or yeah, like. Yeah, man, you're you're good, man. Like uh, like I said, I, I had you know I had one little thing that I didn't think I was gonna mention, but and I didn't. But um, yeah, I mean whatever, dude. I'm an open book. Go for it. So if you're listening and you want to hear what that one other thing is, uh, give Mike a call. Really. <laughs> then use the code word one other thing. <laughs> 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 Excellent, dude. Awesome. Yeah, I'll put the I'll put this up tomorrow afternoon. Then I'll share it out and I'll tag you in it. Yeah, send send it to me. Awesome, dude. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks for having me, dude. It was good to hear from you. Hopefully, we uh we get to meet up and chop it up again soon. Most definitely, dude. All right, man. Take care. Later. Later. All right. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Um. Fuck, dude, this was a long episode, an hour now. I'm looking at the time. Oh man, yeah. If you're still if you're still tuned in, thanks for joining us. If you uh, if you're interested to want to call in one day and, and chop it up, I'm I'm open for it. Like I, I I like I like how that went. It was fun. I feel like I learned a lot about Mike. I feel like I was able to like, you know, I don't know what the beginning of this podcast sounded like, but I'm pretty sure I was just being a sad boy. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, but it was helpful to have someone else to talk to, you know. And, uh, yeah, if you want to call in ever or you want to be involved in any sort of way, shoot me an email, shoot me a message, shoot me a text, whatever you want to do. And please, yeah, hit up Mike about that one thing. I'm, I'm, uh, I think it would be really cool if, uh, if, if he just got overwhelmed with a bunch of phone calls. <laughs> just uh, what's it called when you're playing, Counter-Stri- you're playing Counter-Strike or Call of Duty and someone gets, oh, swatted. Yeah, let's swat his ass. That's what we need to do. Swatting is when when someone's playing an online game and you call like the SWAT department on them while they're playing on Twitch and like they're just gaming and then all of a sudden uh, flashbangs and smoke bombs are thrown in the room and they're like told to get down. Anyway, we should SWAT the shit out of Mike. That's what we should do. So yeah, until next week, thanks for joining us and uh, yeah, let's sign off. I'm going to pick a song. I'll pick a song. I'll figure out what it's going to be uh, and we'll roll out. Yeah, I hope everyone has a most excellent week, a most excellent day. Uh, 99 times 100 is infinity. May all your hopes and dreams come true.
Every pad I put my pen on, show the hot up your den on. I hit it from the back on every track that I've been on. Sex in it, it be the next hit to happen. Sex and chicks while you be doing all the yapping. Dipping on the tapping, Z the acting me. 2.3 with double din CD with rhyme connection. UNC. Force Productions, H-O-T Yo, it's the Q-Dash, Chuck Bronson Still spitting, put it on your dress like Bill Clinton Still shit, still starting, y'all playing out of position We live in this here while your squad got a vision And you don't want to bump heads with Q&C camps Smoke crews like we planned, stomp them out like ants Rock hard like avalanche, we hot on wax It's been Q&C since the Force made big tracks D.I.G. Mr. Incredible, Mr. Three-Syllable, Red Shit, you bet I will. High praises, I raise the ante, you are the chancy, B.S. the Chief Comanche. Get mad at me, cause I'm hitting Keeps asking you to change, but you ain't trying to switch. Find my niche, so I'm about to hit this quick. So check my dialect and watch this shit, come on. My aim tight, y'all better duck when I aim right. Two in the same night, and bus crews through daylight. Flew in on the same flight, we heading back out of town. While we stamping passports, we be holding it down. Hold the crown, round three. You ball the curtsy, underground like shock G, but get played like Missy. At the bar getting pissy, team holding it down. It ain't the same unless you're playing for the cup. What the? Why you still getting jerked? We still spinning the earth. Still getting the perks and been hot since birth. Building my worth. Why you claim to be the hardest? My funds are mutual, son. I get mine regardless. Uh. 